Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are here tonight to kick off the top right quadrant of the Pub Trivia Experience Trivia Head-to-Head Hot Seat Tournament. This is my quadrant of the bracket and we're kicking it off with two people that I am very excited to have on the show. One you've heard before, actually both you've heard before. One though, Jeff, this is your first time on the Pub Trivia Experience, so Jeff, why don't you tell me how you're doing, what you're drinking, and a little bit about you and your show. I'm doing great, except I got a poison ivy in my bloodstream right now, and I'm breaking out from the inside out, <laughs> I, uh, I, which I'm on uh, steroids and, and allergy medicine, so I'm not drinking, but I want to plug a local brewery, the Voodoo Brewery. They have a great beer. It's it's almost like a just an exotic domestic beer. It's nothing fancy. It's called Renegade, uh, a little tribute to the band Sticks. It's a limited edition beer voodoo brewery it's it's one of my favorite summertime beers and i'm the host of the stuff i never knew trivia game show podcast it's not quite trivia it's not quite a game show it's somewhere in between there uh it's three rounds each week three players from around the world call in battle it out head to head over three rounds of trivia and uh we're going on seven years now since 2015 i'm producing four shows now for tv so we're doing Four shows a month for television. You can find that on the Armstrong Neighborhood Channel. And I uh, hope to catch you on an up- upcoming episode. And, uh, that's not all, Jeff. You also put on the Trivia and Game Summit that we were fortunate enough to, uh, to take part in. Yes, and I hope you're coming back because I'm going to announce the dates really, really soon. Probably right after we hang up on this call. I'll tell you when <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you'll have us back, count us in, and we're going to do something that's going to be a little bit more... Uh, of listener focus is going to allow for some participation. We're looking forward to it. Oh, you're 100% invited back. One of my favorite segments from this past one, it will be, I'll tell you right now, it's the same dates as it was in April. So it's July 12th through 14th. Ooh. It'll be trivia summit dot live. You can find the pub trivia experience there and the stuff. I never knew trivia game show podcast. The first two shows that we're announcing. I just decided I <laughs> will take it, man. I'm excited. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited, Nate. We're going to wait on you because I got to pop a beer. And of course, if I'm popping a beer in my house, you know that I am, of course, using my Pope Benedict bottle opener. You can't pop a beer unless the Pope blesses it. This is one of my favorite little pieces my my older brother brought back from Rome with me. I did finally figure out where where it came from. It came from Rome. My older brother apparently gave it to me. The beer I'm drinking is a limited release. This is from Boulevard Brewing. It's called a Proper Pour Limited Release. It's an imperial stout, double aged in both port wine and whiskey barrels. Boulevard Brewing, just so you know, is out of Missouri. So not a, not a big fan of uh, some of the baseball teams in Missouri. Let's see if I'm a fan of the beer. Oh, my God. That's so interesting. It's wine up front and it's bourbon at the end. Oh, my God. No, oh, this is going to go so well. This is going to go so well. Let's, uh, let's head on over to temporarily to Montana, but soon to be the roaring metropolis that is Alabama. Nate, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me again. Always a pleasure being on here. Uh, tonight I am drinking uh, from the Iron Horse Brewery in Ellensburg, Washington. Used to live there. Uh, it is Irish Death. It is a dark, smooth ale. It is my favorite beer from there. And I'm waiting... I'm waiting. I'm, I heard the pop. I'm waiting for the. Uh, I'm waiting for the review. Let's see. It's been a while since I had it. I I really enjoy this beer. I I will. I'll drink to that. I will drink to that. And last but not least, 
the Vanna White to my Pat Sajak, the scorekeeper for tonight's game, my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, babe, how you doing and what are you drinking? Um, I'm great. I'm here as a scorekeeper. I did not know that I was going to be speaking. Um, I do not have anything to drink. I'm just here keeping score and um, excited to compare how I would answer questions to our lovely contestants. And I'm sure that they are going to blow me out of the water. Well, I will, I'll give my wife a shout out because not only did she not know she was scorekeeping, but she still managed to put on a Vanna White ball gown and high heels. So she's just kind of walking around the house. We all know that's random, a lie. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> we are here, though, for the first matchup in my quadrant of the bracket. So for those that don't know, this bracket that you're listening to, this episode is part of a 32-seed trivia bracket. The Pub Trivia Experience is putting this tournament on. You've got listeners from a lot of different shows, um, not just the ones that you've heard tonight, Trivial Warfare, Triviality, the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, a bunch of different shows are going to be here. And this is the first quadrant that I am going to be a part of. Now, this is single elimination. So we're going to have a winner between these two at the end of the night. Winner moves on to the round of 16. The loser, unfortunately, will go home. And that's just the way it goes. So our format is pretty simple. This is a hot seat head-to-head. So we're going to start with a pregame. Pregame, five questions per contestant. It's a 50-50 chance. You can get it right or get it wrong. You get it right, you get a point. Get it wrong, you don't lose any points. Round two, a 30-minute hot seat. 30 minutes of a nonstop barrage of trivia questions and answers rotating back and forth between the contestants. They get the question right, they get a point. They get it wrong, they do not lose a point. After round two, we are going to our wager round. They are going to be given just three categories, and they are going to choose their wagers based solely on the category. Then we'll go over the questions, the answers, and then we will crown ourselves a winner for tonight's episode and see who is moving on to the round of 16. Gentlemen, are we ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, Jeff, through random draw, you are the first person that's going to be going tonight. And here's how this is going to go. As we all know, geography is one of my favorite topics here on the Pub Trivia Experience. So this pregame is literally all about geography that I would get wrong. (laughs) Perfect. The concept here is actually very simple. I'm going to name two cities. All you have to do is tell me which city is further north. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jeff, we are starting with you. Your two cities are Dallas, Texas, and Atlanta, Georgia. Texas, Atlanta. I'm going to go by a smidge Atlanta. Atlanta is a correct answer. Jeff gets the point. Woohoo. All right, Nate, we're over to you, sir. Kansas City or St. Louis, Missouri? Oh, boy. Oh, it's going to be close. I hate the city of St. Louis. So I kind of want to pick Kansas City just for that. But um, I'm going to guess Kansas City. Kansas City is a correct answer. Nicely done. One to one. Jeff, back to you. Salt Lake City or Reno, Nevada? Oh, I feel like this is a trap. I'm, I'm going to go Reno. No, unfortunately, Salt uh, Lake. Salt Lake is a little bit further north. I felt like it was up in the corner there. Uh, no, it's actually, so it's not in the corner. It's actually right where the, uh, the slanted line meets the vertical line in, uh, they're right. It's also a corner. (laughs) That's true. In my head. I'd say which corner. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. It is near a corner. (laughs) We are moving on. Nate over to you, Boise, Idaho or Portland, Oregon. Ooh, Boise in the Southern part. 
they're roughly probably about equal. Oh, I think I'm going to lean towards Portland. Uh, this one here, so far on the so far on the bracket, actually is the one that's furthest apart. Portland is actually pretty much a pretty good mountain north, more north than Boise is. Portland okay. is a correct answer. All right, Jeff, over to you. Minneapolis, Minnesota, or Detroit, Michigan? Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a correct answer. Nicely done. Nate, you're in the Battle of Tennessee. Is it Memphis or is it Nashville? Let's see. I've been to one of them. Which one was it? I think I've been to Nashville, and I think Memphis is in the lower left-hand corner. I'm going to go Nashville. Nashville is a correct answer. Memphis, is, I believe, is right over the uh, right over the border there. All right, Jeff, over to you. New York City or Cleveland, Ohio? Oh, they're connected by Interstate eighty to seventy six. Uh, that's a, oh man, that is really because eighty is a straight line. Uh wow. I don't think you turn north off of 80. You're going to put a timer on me. It's, uh, <laughs> I th- I'm going to say the lake's going to push it down a little bit. So I'm going to go n- New York City. Unfortunately, not Cleveland. It's oh. a shade further north. Oh, that's a tough question for a Pennsylvanian. All right. Well, you're going to get a little bit mad here because I went away from Minneapolis with, uh, with Nate earlier. Now I'm going away from Pittsburgh with you. Nate, you're getting. Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Oh, I wish watching all of It's Always Sunny Philadelphia had helped me in this one. And I've never been to Pennsylvania. So let's see. Philadelphia's there. Pittsburgh, I'm sure, is probably east of there a little bit. I'm going to just go ahead and guess uh, Pittsburgh. It could be worse. You could have to watch Pittsburgh Pirates baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Uh, Pittsburgh is actually a correct answer. Nicely done. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I wish I would have got that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the one you're getting instead. Please don't kill me. Des Moines, Iowa, or Omaha, Nebraska? Uh, let's go Omaha. Unfortunately, not Des Moines. Oh. It's just a little bit further north. That one. Those are those cities are actually pretty close. Uh, Des Moines is just a shade further north. I think all mine were just a shade. Just a shade. <laughs> uh, Nate, we're going back to you. Last one here. Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Phoenix, Arizona? Ooh, I've been to Albuquerque, but I flew there. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. For the Weird Al fans out there. I'm going to go ahead and guess Phoenix. Unfortunately not. Albuquerque. Albuquerque actually is a, sig- a little bit significant. A significant amount further north than Phoenix is. Uh well, we, ladies and gentlemen, we are ending our pregame round. Leah, what are our scores as we go into the hot seat? We have Jeff with two points and Nate with four points. It is a two to four game. It is literally anybody's game. The hot seat giveth and the hot seat taketh away. For those that don't know, the hot seat is literally a game of luck. I have randomized over 5,000 pre-written trivia questions and it really is luck of the draw when it comes to what you get. Jeff, we are starting off with you. The 30 minutes will begin after I read this first question. Gentlemen, are we ready? Yes. Born ready. All right. <laughs> Here we go. 
What is the eye condition heterochromia shared by two alumni of two different Superman films, Henry Cavill and Kate Bosworth? Colorblind. Unfortunately not. Uh, heterochromia also shared by Max Scherzer means you have two different color eyes. Nate, over to you. Initially touted as a hangover cure, the drink known as Bloody Mary shares its name with the nickname of what famous woman? Oh, God. Um, I always thought it was... Oh, boy. I have two people stuck in my head. One might be sacrilegious, the other... Not so much. Uh, is it um, Mary Queen of Scots? Unfortunately not. Oh. Mary Tudor. Okay. I did not know the difference. I, I was going to say Mother of Jesus. That one felt bad. So. <laughs> At least you didn't go Mary Magdalene. That would have been a little worse. Yeah. Yeah. We are moving right along. Jeff, over to you. At the end of each episode, which of these reality shows asks the losing contestant to quote-unquote sashay away? Is it Project Runway, Say Yes to the Dress, or RuPaul's Drag Race? Sashay away. Oh, if there's one thing I don't watch, it's reality shows. Um, oh, Sashay, what was the first one? Uh, Project Runway, Say Yes to the Dress, or RuPaul's Drag Race? I'll go with RuPaul. RuPaul's Drag Race is a correct answer. Nicely done. First point. (laughs) First point of the hot seat goes to Jeff. Let's go over to Nate and see if he can catch up. Nate, two buffoons go to Aspen to return a woman's purse is the basic premise of what big screen comedy? Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is a correct answer. Jeff, within two years either way, in what year did computer engineer Ray Tomlinson send the very first email? Sixty-seven. Oh, close! It was seventy-one. So we'd be looking between sixty-nine um, and seventy-three. Oh, Nate, sharing a name with a Jason Reitman film. What NASA probe entered the orbit of Jupiter on July fourth, twenty sixteen, after a five-year trek? Oh, I do not watch movies, and I don't do well space. I don't even know who Jason Reitman is, so I'm going to say um, Rover. Uh, <laughs> it's a callback. That's a callback. Uh, Rover is not a correct answer. This would be the uh, the Jason Reitman film Juno. Juno is what we're looking for. Jeff, over to you. What American beer has long been promoted as the king of beers? Budweiser. Budweiser is a correct answer. Unfortunately, if that is our king, I will refuse to bow. <laughs> Nate, PSI, which stands for pounds per square inch, is a unit commonly used for measuring what in cars? Um, tire pressure? Tire pressure is a correct answer. Jeff, back to you. On his past troubles, who admitted to Jay Leno on a 2011 Tonight Show appearance, I realized that I was pretty much losing. That's the quote? I realized I was pretty much losing. Um... Uh, Tom Cruise. I don't know. Unfortunately, not. Uh, <laughs> duh, winning Charlie Sheen is what we're looking for. Uh, All right, Nate, over to you. What was the subject of a 1964 decision in which Justin Potter Stewart wrote, I know it when I see it? 
That would be pornography. Uh, pornography or obscenities is a correct answer. Jeff, with what part of his body does Mario hit those overhead bricks and blocks during the Nintendo game? He has the fist up in the air. It is his fist or his hand up in the air. Nicely done. You didn't fall for the trap. Yet. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. Nate, over to you. Actually, a combination of three tunnels, the so-called channel runs underwater from what two countries? To and from what two countries? I think the channel is between France and the United Kingdom. Uh, France and the United Kingdom or France and England is correct. Jeff, at the beginning of a game of chess, what pieces occupy the four corners of the board? That is the rook. Rook is a correct answer. Nate, over to you. Which of these combination of road races would require a participant to run the furthest? Would it be 25 Ks, 15 10 Ks, or 10 half marathons? Oh, God. Um, I'm just, oh, God. I can't do math. Um, I'm going to guess the first one. Unfortunately not. It would actually be 10 half marathons. 10 half marathons is longer than both 25 Ks and 15 10 Ks. Jeff, you know you're a huge fan of reality television. We're going right back there, my friend. The Bravo series Bethany Getting Married and Bethany Ever After feature a cast member from what Real Housewives edition? I just need the location. I don't need uh, anything else. Atlanta. Unfortunately, that'd be the Real Housewives <laughs> of New York City, and I respect you a little bit more for not knowing that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nate, the trendy master cleanse diet involves drinking a concoction made with all but what, which of the following ingredients? Maple syrup, ginger, or orange juice? Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, I'm glad I have a working... Oh, God. I'm going to guess orange juice. Uh, No, unfortunately, it's ginger. It's like the healthiest thing on there. You can't have it on this diet, apparently. (laughs) Sugar water and sugar water. Yes. Yes. That's all it is. (laughs) All right, Jeff, over to you, sir. Although Nebraska is known as the Cornhusker State, what neighboring state actually leads the U.S. in corn production? Iowa. Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa is a correct answer. Woo. Nate, over to you. Which of these words features all five vowels in alphabetical order? Facetious, Sequoia, or Aduli? I'm guessing you can't spell them for me. I cannot. (laughs) uh, Can you say them one more time? Facetious, Sequoia, or Aduli? Aduli. Uh, No, unfortunately, it's facetious. F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. Facetious. Jeff, in what city is the historic arcade shopping mall, which now houses microlofts along with its retail shops? I I left the U.S. part out. I apologize. The arcade is historic. It's in Cleveland, Ohio. I have pictures of it. And it does still have bottom floors with the retailers and upstairs lofts. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you on a technicality, but uh, there is a historic arcade in Cleveland. That's my answer. If that's not what you're looking for, I I will uh, I'll withdraw my answer. 
Uh, that is not what I'm looking for, but I'm flagging that question. We will come back and review it. And if you are right, I will, if that is an acceptable answer at the end of the episode, I will give you the point. Uh, the answer that I have is Providence, Rhode Island. If you ever get a chance in Cleveland, uh, it's a great, a lot of people take photos there. And um, right next to it is a, uh, I'm probably, I'm eating up time here. Nathan's going to kill me. Uh, Mabel's barbecue and whiskey bars right there. So go ahead. <laughs> you had me at barbecue and sold me yeah. whiskey. That would almost yeah. make me go to Cleveland. There you go. People traveling abroad, Nate, this is for you. Tre- people traveling abroad often use GSM cell phones. GSM stands for blank system for mobiles. So we're looking for the G. Yeah. What does the G stand for? Global. Global is a correct answer. Jeff, over to you. Captain Edward John Smith famously piloted what historic craft? Piloted is a bad word. Captain is probably a more accurate word. Oh, uh, was that the is John Smith? The it's easy the Pocahontas guy or the uh, or Apollo Eleven? <laughs> you want me to read uh, the question? No, I don't know it either. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'll go. I'll say the Mayflower. I'll really curveball it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Uh, Edward John Smith was the captain of the Titanic. Oh, I was going to say the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Both losers, <laughs> yes. by the way. <laughs> Nate, we're going over to you, my friend. In 2010, what reality show finale revealed that its revealed that its last scene was actually filmed on a Hollywood set? And I will caution you, the term reality is in quotation marks. 2010 reality show? What was fake and reality show? Um, I can't think of an answer. I No answer. Sorry. It's okay. The answer, it also has eyes, is the hills. Never heard of it. All right, Jeff, over to you. All U.S. military divers and many international are well-learned to scuba dive in what Florida panhandle city? That's a really badly worded question. What Florida panhandle city is known to train many of the U.S. military divers and many international divers as well? Panhandle city. Um... I would uh, it's Pensacola, Fort Myers, or Tampa. I'll go. Uh, I'll say Fort Myers because it looks like a mullet. <laughs> I'm vacationing in Fort Myers this summer. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, not. Uh, we're actually looking for Panama City, Spring Break capital of uh, of the Panhandle of Florida. Panama City is what we're looking for. Going back over to Nate. Nate, which carbonated drink patented in 1885? 1885 has a name that is synonymous with the word gutsy. Gutsy, brave, Coke, Pepsi, Dew, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew. Oh, I drink enough soda. I should know this. Um, Mellow Yellow. I don't know. Unfortunately not. The, uh, the the beverage that we're looking for is a soft drink by the name of Moxie, one of the first mass-produced soft drinks. Never heard of it. Okay. I don't feel bad. All right. Jeff, over to you. What type of jewelry is sold in standard sizes known as opera, princess, and choker? <laughs> what, what, the, what type of jewelry? Yes. 
Uh, is, are you looking for a necklace? Necklace is what we're looking for. Nicely done. <laughs> okay. Nate, over to you. As its name implies, the Guinness World Record Book of Records, sorry, the Guinness World Book of Records was initially published by what kind of business? I'm going to guess brewery slash beer brewer. A brewery is what we're looking for. That's correct. All right, Jeff. A zester is a common kitchen tool designed to be used with which of the following types of foods? Cantaloupes, pineapples, or lemons? Lemons. Lemon zest is correct. All right, Nate. A person who orders biftec at a French restaurant expects to see what on his plate? B-I-F-T-E-C-K. I'm going to guess because it's French cheese. Not a bad guess. Actually, it's steak. They're actually looking for steak. That makes sense. Okay. Jeff, over to you. The popular Ed Hardy line of clothing is named after a person with what profession? Ed Hardy was uh, a douchebag is not an answer, right? That's uh, (laughs) like uh, (laughs) a... Um. Well, I'll say actor. Uh, not a bad guess. Uh, <laughs> so first off, I, when my wife and I first started dating, I am not proud to say this. I had two Ed Hardy t-shirts. <laughs> Sorry, they have both been burned since then. Uh, Ed Hardy is actually a tattoo artist. Oh, all right. I'm gonna get beat up now. My <laughs> guys, we're gonna get here. Hardy t-shirts. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Affliction. Nate, <laughs> Nate, over to you. In 2008, Jeremy Priv- Jeremy Piven quit a Broadway play, blaming mercury poisoning he got while eating too much what? I'm going to guess tuna slash fish. Uh, can you be a little more specific? Uh, tuna is the best I can come up with. That's best. Yeah, I... I I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure I can give it to you. It's a little more. It's a little more specific. He actually come to us for sushi. Sushi. I was off. That's okay. All right, Jeff. Over to you. Lubbock, L-U-B-E-C, is the easternmost town in the continu- continuous United States. In what U.S. state would you find it? The easternmost. Hmm. Um. I don't. I think this is a trap that it's not Maine. Um, I'll go Maine. Maine is a correct answer. Technically, okay. Alaska with the Aleutian Islands is technically the easternmost, but the continuous U.S. Maine is what we're looking for. All right, Nate, over to you. In the popular diet book, Eat Right for Your Type, what is the type the author wants you to eat right for? The only body shape I can think of in those diet books, uh, I'm going to guess it's probably wrong. Hourglass? Unfortunately not. Uh, the eat right for your type, they're actually designing your, your diet around your blood type. Oh, what? what? That's no, that's That sounds stupid. I could not agree more. And because of that, I had four glazed donuts this morning. I did not. Moving on. Jeff, which full-length movie was the first used spoken dialogue? Was it King Kong, Gone with the Wind, or The Jazz Singer? 
Gone with the Wind was first color. King Kong was... I'm going to go Jazz Singer. Jazz Singer is a correct answer. Nate, back over to you. What is the most abundant metal in the Earth's crust? Oh, I live in a mining town, and my student staff will kill me when I get this wrong. Uh, we have a lot of copper here, but I don't think it's copper. But I can't think of another me- – I mean, uh, I'll say copper. Unfortunately not, as my neighbors across the sea call it aluminium. Oh, aluminium. <laughs> Why they call it aluminium is beyond me. We have about 13 and a half minutes remaining. We're going back to Jeff. Jeff, what U.S. city, birthplace to the Girl Scouts, shares its name with one of their delicious cookies? Well, that's it. Trefoil, Samoas. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... We'll go with it's, uh, it's uh, Samoa, Arkansas. Samoa, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> no points there. One of the most beautiful cities I've ever been in is Savannah, Georgia. I was thinking Thin Mints, Montana or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, no one wants to go to Dosey Do, Kansas. Come on. Dosey Do, Kansas <laughs> sounds like fun. Moving right <laughs> along. Nate, over to you. How many nations make up the Commonwealth of Nations? 12, 32, or 52? I think it's higher than I think. Uh, I want to say it's probably 52. 52 is a correct answer. Jeff, back to you. For what paper distribution company does Jim Halpert work for in the U.S. version of The Office? Dunder Mifflin? Dunder Mifflin, soon to be Dunder Mifflin Saber, is a correct answer. Nicely done. Nate, over to you. What city does the Danube River not flow through? Belgrade, Budapest, or Strasbourg? Belgrade, Budapest, or Strasbourg? I'm going to go Budapest. Uh, No, Strasbourg is the answer that we're looking for. Jeff, back to you. Who was South Africa's first democratically elected president? Mandela? Nelson Mandela is a correct answer. <laughs> Sorry, I, that's what I heard you say. I didn't hear anything else. I'm, gonna, I'm giving it to you. Oh, I, I, I finished with a comma. comma no. <laughs> Mandela, comma, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Nate, back to you. Earning its, lead actor, earning its lead actor an Oscar, the 1968 drama Charlie is based on what science fiction novel? Oh... Oh, this one's sad too. I oh, I had I bought it from a bookstore recently. I think it's Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon is correct. I'm not gonna cry. Oh, nice that novel and that that play will tear your heart out. Why did they make me read it in junior high? That's a hard book. Oh to read no, that's too. Yeah. Not, no, maybe not, but still. Jeff, over to you. What Canadian city in British Columbia was the site of the first Lululemon store? It started out as a yoga studio in 2000. Uh, I will go with. I don't even know. Vancouver. Vancouver is a correct answer. Nicely done. (laughs) 
not only the home to all your favorite now canceled CW superhero TV shows, Vancouver is also the home of Lululemon. So Canada doesn't get everything right. <laughs> Moving right <laughs> along. Nate, back over to you. Which of these football-related verbs is also the name of a football position? Tackle, snap, or reverse? Oh, God. I'm about to show how bad I am at sports. Can you say the three answers again? Tackle, snap, or reverse? That's one of the one of the I'll go tackle. Tackle is correct. Offensive and oh. defensive tackle. All right, Jeff, over to you. Barack Obama's first name is derived from a Semitic word meaning what? Oh, oh. okay. I just call him Barry. Let's see. Uh, we'll go with Hope. <laughs> oh, actually, not bad. Not a bad guess. Unfortunately, no. It actually translates roughly to blessed. Blessed is what we're uh. looking for. Nate, back over to you. Which artist had the fastest selling album of 2015, moving 3.38 million copies in just the first week of its release? You looking for the singer? Looking for the artist, correct. Artist? Oh, 2015. Oh, where was I? I was in Fiji. Um, I'll go ahead and guess The Weeknd. Uh, Do you say you were in Fiji? No, Bemidji. Oh, yeah, northern Minnesota town. No, I way, wish it was way Fiji, different but... than Fiji. Bemidji and yes. Fiji, not the same thing. Uh, unfortunately, not. We're looking for Adele. Adele is what we're looking for. Oh, okay, Jeff, back to you. Which of these actors does not share a name with a shade of brown? Is it Sienna Miller, Jeff Goldblum, or Eve Plum? Eve Plum. Eve Plum. Marsha. Marsha. Marsha is correct. <laughs> That's two recordings in a row. I've worked in a Brady Bunch reference. Keep that in mind. Nice. And both of that, both of them, I would have gotten wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going over to you here, Nate. Which of these nicknames is not commonly used to refer to a former U.S. president? Is it Father of the Bill of Rights, the Atlas of Independence, or the Little Lion? I'm gonna go Atlas of Independence. No, unfortunately, Atlas of the Ind- of Independence was uh, John Adams. Founder of the Bill of Rights, obviously, James Madison. The Little Lion was a nickname for Alexander Hamilton. Oh, damn him. Wow. (laughs) You and Aaron Burr, both of you. Okay, we're (laughs) moving right along. Topical references, that's what you're here for. You got seven minutes remaining in the hot seat round. Jeff, what is the most popular league in the world's most popular sport? Premier League. English Premier League is correct. All right. Nate, what U.S. president bought a stash of 1,200 Havana cigars before signing an embargo nixing trade with Cuba? Oh, let's see. That would have been the 60s probably. Maybe when Castro take over. It's either going to be Kennedy or his predecessor. I'll go ahead and guess Kennedy. John F. Kennedy is correct. Jeff, over to you. In which classic novel features the what? Sorry, which classic novel features the wise advice: never laugh at live dragons? Uh, it's Harry Potter and the something of that that stuff. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, not. Uh, you're you're in the right kind of genre. This is actually from The Hobbit. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to read about people walking, it's your second best choice. Reading, you lost me there. Ugh, you lost me at walking. <laughs> I drive my car everywhere. All right, <laughs> we're lo- moving on. Nate, over to you. Every year on March 31st, California observes Cesar Chavez Day in honor to honor the birth of a famous what? He was a lot of things, but I think he's primarily known for being a labor rights activist. Labor rights activist is a correct answer. Jeff, back to you. Which magnificent Indian landmark was built as a memorial to to a Mughal emperor's wife? Okay, I'm just going to repeat it one more time. Yep. Which magnificent Indian landmark, and I'm using Indian the correct way, was built as a memorial to a Mughal emperor's wife? Mughal is M-U-G-H-A-L. Mm, the Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal is a correct answer. Nicely wow. done. All right, Nate, back over to you. Which turn-your-fingers orange snack food is said to be a favorite of Julia Child? The only thing that turns my fingers orange, besides orange paint, and I just don't eat or drink, would be Cheetos. Uh, Close. Cheese doodles, actually, the ones that are really puffed Uh, out full of air. Never had them. All right, moving right along. Jeff, to you, which of these U.S. states has a capital city whose name features an adjective? Arkansas, California, or Texas? Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas is correct. Nate, four minutes remaining. Possibly aided by Kate Middleton's notable use of them, what leg wear is said to be making a comeback? I wear jeans and khakis. Um, let's go. I have two answers in my head. Let's go. Let's go old school. Mary Tyler Moore. Let's go capri pants. Uh, not a bad guess. Uh, actually, because uh, uh, Michelle Obama doesn't wear them anymore. We're looking for pantyhose. Oh, okay. That's a throwback to our last episode as well. All right, here we go. They're practical and alluring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nate, I don't think you're their target audience, my friend. Uh, <laughs> for the right price there we go <laughs> that, that's actually that was a simpsons quote uh from like the first simpsons ever see i'm not a simpsons guy mike Ma is yeah. a huge simpsons guy uh three minutes remaining here jeff from which, which root vegetable were jack-o'-lanterns originally made which root vegetable? Uh, did they use a, a root vegetable I'm going to say the shape is similar. It's uh, like a beet or a turnip. I'll go uh, beet. Oh, I should have gone with turnip. They are very, very creepy looking, too, if you want to Google an early. Was uh, it really turnip? Really, ah. really turnip. <laughs> All right. I hate, I hate beets. Uh, I don't like you. Well, the beets are cool from, uh, from Doug. We're moving on. Over to you here. Nay, in the Bible, who whose height is given as six cubits and a span, somewhere between nine and twelve feet? Shout out to Reverend Teresa, my priest. Uh, I 
who will not listen to this probably, but um, I'm going to guess that would be Goliath. Goliath is a correct answer. Jeff, over to you. Two minutes remaining. What does the acronym ATM stand for? Automatic teller machine. No, unfortunately, not quite. It's automated teller machine. Oh, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm a stickler on that because it's a, it's a, otherwise it's a pretty easy one. It depends on what part of the country you're from. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll note that one too. Well, okay, I'll, I will I will note that one too. We'll we'll come back to it. All right, moving right along here, Nate. According to its author, which book was written to promote kindness towards horses? Oh, how many horse books do I think of? Let's go Black Beauty. Black Beauty is correct. Jeff, over to you. Who was the last Major League Baseball player to wear Jackie Robinson's retired number 42? So he wore it regularly. Uh, Jackie Robinson's uh, number was retired in 1997. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. Unfortunately, not. we're looking for Enter Sandman himself, Mariano Rivera. No. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Over to you here, Nate. What is the name of the ginger tabby in the 1979 film Alien? Shout out to my cat. I'll give her name because I don't know the answer. I'm going to go Eureka. Uh, no, Jonesy. We're looking for Jonesy, one of my favorite movies. All right. Jeff, over to you. Which fastener did George de Mistral invent in 1948 after noticing that the burrs sticking to his dog's legs had tiny hooks? What? Uh, I'm real quick. I'm sorry. No. Which fastener did George de Mistral invent in 1948 after noticing that the that the burrs sticking to his dog's legs had tiny hooks? Velcro. Velcro is correct. According to a well-known expression, a person who is quote-unquote dressed to the nines is wearing what? And that is time. Dressed to the nines, wearing what? Um, I know if I need to be more specific, but I think it's just, just dressed very nicely. Yeah, that, exactly. They're dressed up. They're dressed very fancy. Yes. Okay. All right. So, Leo, that brings us to the end of the hot seat round. We've got two that we got to go research. What are our scores uh, before I go do the research real quick? So we have Nate with 18 and Jeff with 19. All right. This is anybody's game. I am going to go check these two real quick, and I will be right back. Good job. You really cut up on that one. Oh, I had a little streak, but then I struggled. Like the struggle bus came into town. Well, the funny thing is your questions, I think I would have done better than the ones I got, but congratulations. You, you did a good job on those. Thank you. Oh yeah, you were crushing it. I did the the what the what was the book from the seventies? I never even heard of that. Oh, <laughs> Algernon. Oh god. Oh, it's it's about a janitor that um, is I forget if it's a pillar of surgery, but the book starts. It's a diary of his, and it's just oh, uh, it's a sad book about how we meet, how we treat people with. Disability. Yeah, I feel like it's he has something with his brain, right? Yeah, he's he's some slow, kind of like and they give him a, like a reversal. cure. They give him like some sort of a brain reversal to kind of get him caught up, and he becomes this really really smart guy, only to find out at like the midpoint of the book that it's not permanent and that it's going to regress. So it kind of follows his ebbs. He gets really really smart and then reverts back to who he was. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, Algernon is the mouse that has the same yep. surgery, and Algernon dies, and then that's when he knows he's going to die. And that's why it's called Flowers for Algernon, because at the oh. end he leaves 
flowers for Algernon at his grave, knowing he's going to have this. It's just a sad book. All right, we're back. We've got some answers. So, uh, Jeff, it is automated teller machine, not automatic teller machine. But you're right. There is something called the Arcade, which is a shopping center in Cleveland. So I'm going to give you one point for that. Oh, thank you, Cleveland. Well, as Drew Perry says, Cleveland rocks. <laughs> I know it's it's very hard for me being from Pittsburgh to even uh, take that. But I'll always take something from Cleveland and I'll take a point. Take it. <laughs> Leah, what are our scores as we go into the wager round? All right. So Jeff has 20 points and Nate has 18 points. It is anybody's game. Here's how the wager round is going to work. As I mentioned earlier, I'm going to give you three categories. You're going to write down your wager for each of these categories. After you lock in your wagers, we're going to go question by question through this, and we're going to crown ourselves a champion after we get through question number three. Does that make sense, or do you have any questions before I give you your categories? I'm good. Are the just so we know, is it a gauntlet of questions or is it a single question answer? A single question answer. So not a gauntlet. You can you could break your points up however you want. And you're not required to wager. That is just your option if you want to. Here are your three categories. Question number one is gonna be at the intersection of movies and current events. Question number two, pretty straightforward. It's sports. Question number three is going to be in famous U.S. crimes. While you're thinking about your wagers, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. All right. Our next question in the category of self-care with products such as the lawnmower, the weed whacker, the crop reviver, and more. This company is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Oh, yeah, I, I can lock in. Chris is locked in. Jeff, go ahead and talk it out. Ah, Chris, yeah, you barely beat me to it. When I think of men's below-the-belt grooming, there's only one name I ever think of. Manscaped. Jeff is locked in with Manscaped. Chris, what do you have? Yeah, uh, I had Manscaped as well. I think this one's pretty easy. Um, I've used their Lawnmower 4.0, and I got to tell you, man, like this is a fantastic product. A lot of things that I love. I love the fact that it's waterproof. I love the fact that the ceramic blade actually feels good, like there's no chopping or danger or anything like that. I love the feel of it. Um, and the thing that to me is like the most handy and I love, I never thought I would have needed this in one of these, but that LED light is insanely intuitive. Like I, I never thought I would have thought I needed it, but it makes everything so much easier. So for me, I want a clean shave everywhere. Manscaped. All right. Both players have locked in with Manscaped as the best in men's below the waist grooming. And the correct answer is Manscaped. That's right. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And right now, listeners can go to Manscaped.com and enter promo code PTE for 20% off and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com, promo code PTE. Manscaped, join the over 4 million people who trust Manscaped with their goods. All right. Wagers are locked in. Gentlemen, we are going to start in the category of the intersection of movies and current events. This question is a little bit wordy. I will repeat it if you need me to. Here we go. In early 2022, it was discovered that China had changed the ending of what 1999 cult film to allow the authorities to win. Instead of the climactic ending of buildings exploding that the rest of the world got to see, the screen instead cuts to the following words. 
It said that the police had rapidly figured out the whole plan, arrested the criminals, and successfully prevented the bomb from exploding. As for that main character with a split personality, yeah, he was admitted to an insane asylum and later discharged. What movie was this? I'm locked in. All right. Nate's locked in. Jeff, feel free to talk it out. Oh, is that the trick of this game? Uh, I have I have no. There's a bomb and a madman in China. You want me to repeat the question? If you could, please. Of course. In early 2022, it was discovered that China had changed the ending of what 1999 cult film to allow the authorities to win. Instead of the climactic ending of buildings exploding that the rest of the world would see, the screen cuts to the following words, stating that the police had rapidly figured out the whole plan, arrested the criminals, and successfully prevented the bomb from exploding. As for that main character with a split personality, he was admitted to an asylum and later discharged. What movie was this? Was this? So what movie did China change the ending to? Cult classic 99. Um, buildings exploding. Um, I don't know, but I'm locked in. All right, let's go ahead and go over our answers and our wagers. Starting with Jeff. Jeff, what did you lock in, and what was your wager? I locked in four points, and I picked Independence Day. All right, Nate, what did you wager, and what was your answer? I don't even know if it's the right year. I think it was the late '90s. I heard Bob movie. I don't know buildings were exploit. I guess Armageddon because I'm stupid at movies. And what was your wager? Zero. Well, that explains the quick lock-in. Yeah. <laughs> My strategy will be bold, but yeah. Here we go. The correct answer. Uh, so if you know anything about this movie, you know this movie is very much anti-consumer, as I believe in damn near every shot there is a Starbucks cup place somewhere. The movie we're looking for is Fight Club. Oh. The end of the movie Fight Club oh. before the end, and they just cut to the authorities winning because, of course, China did this. That's a good question. I did not know that one. I've never seen Fight Club either, though. Oh, Fight Club is good. All right. I have so many movies I got to watch. <laughs> Leah, what are our scores as we head into question number two? We have Jeff with 16 points and Nate with 18 points. Still anybody's game. Question number two, your category is in sports. Of all the teams that have won either a BCS national championship or a college football playoff national championship, that started in, two, in uh, 1998, which school is the furthest north? I'm locked in. All right, Nate, talk it out. If movies are a weakness, I don't know what to say about sports. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be very dangerous and even naming college football teams. I'm trying to think of northern football teams, and I only have one in my head, and it's completely wrong, but I bet zero on this category because it was sports. I'm totally wrong. I'm going to guess Notre Dame. I know they have football there. They, Rudy will attest they have football there. <laughs> Jeff, yes. what was your wager, and what was your answer? I wagered four again, and I guessed Ohio State. Jeff, you're getting your four points back, my friend. Ohio State's a correct answer. Oh, <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Leah, what are our scores going into the final question? All right. We have Jeff with 20 points and Nate with 18 points. Hey, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Hey. It's like we didn't even have to answer questions for this. 
But you know what that means? It literally all comes down to the final question. Your category is in famous U.S. crimes. Here we go. On November 24th, 1971, D.B. Cooper boarded a plane and held it ransom for $200,000 and four parachutes. He would jump out of that plane somewhere over Oregon, which is appropriate given the name of the airline. What airline operated this plane? This airline would eventually go on to merge with Delta. I'm locked in. All right, Jeff, talk it out. Uh, I think there was a Northwest airline or Northwestern. I don't, I don't know how specific I have to get. And I'm probably, I don't know if the, that's what we say. It was over Oregon. Um, Portlandia seems like a TV show. Northwestern also seems like not an airline. Uh, Alaskan Air is up there, but they're still around. And well, there was was there a Pacific airline? Pacific Northwest Alaska. I doubt. Uh, Anybody who's flying Spirit back then or Southwest. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't have had parachutes. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely no parachutes They'd on those planes. They money out of the bag to get on the plane uh, again. What else? Like Rocky? That doesn't sound like an airline. This is 1971. You said it was... It was What was uh, the reasoning? What was your logic behind in the question again? So I'll read the question one more time. Or not one more time, I'll read as many times as you want. But on November 24th, 1971, D.B. Cooper boarded a plane and held it ransom for $200,000 in four parachutes. He would jump out of that plane somewhere over Oregon. Which appropriate name was the name of the airline? Sorry, which was appropriate given the name of the airline? What airline was the plane with? This airline would eventually merge with Delta. Uh, Well, I'll just go with my original, which was Northwest Northwest Air. That's my guess. Locked in. All right, Jeff, what was your wager? Four points. All right, Nate, over to you. What was your guess and what was your wager? Um, so my strategy was, I'm like, okay, I'll pick my category I think I'll do best in and wager a good amount of points. And so I wagered all my points, 18, on the last category, hoping I'd that, that'd be the, my best shot. And I guessed Northwest Airlines. All right, so we have two guesses for Northwest Airlines. Northwest Airlines is a correct answer. Oh, my goodness. Nate, that aggressive strategy pays off for you. Leah, nice what, are, play. what are the final scores? Uh, we have Jeff with 24 points and Nate with 36 points. Wowza. Wow. Nice play, Nate. Very good. Nowhere near indicative of how close this game was. My gosh. <laughs> Yeah, the historical record will look like a blowout, but uh, (laughs) that strategy paid off in dividends. Congratulations. I was lucky because I got the first two completely wrong. Well, that's smart. Like, you heard movies, you heard sports. Like, I'm not strong there. I'm going to the one I have a good shot in. I'm okay at crime, so. Well, I I did go. I went four straight down the line. (laughs) And after after your first two wagers, I'm like, because I was thinking about going zero straight down the line. I'm like, I should just said zero. (laughs) As I thought you're, I thought you're gonna just chain a string of zeros and hope I uh, didn't do it. I was like, I should just did that. 
Oh, that would have been an interesting strategy too, actually. Oh my lord. Uh, what I love about this game is that the, you can throw your strategy out the window at some point. You, at yeah. some point, you just <laughs> yeah. have to be good at answering trivia questions. Oh, it was phenomenal. Well, so well played, Nate. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. you were a hard competitor. Thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to play with you. Thank you so much. Well, Nate, we will see you in the next round of the tournament. Jeff, my friend, before we sign off, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you. And, uh, you know, we'll obviously we'll be seeing them at the trivia tournament here again. But uh, tell us one more time about your shows. Yeah, check me out, StuffIneverKnew.com, Stuff I Never Knew, the Trivia Game Show podcast. Everywhere you listen to your podcast, three rounds of trivia, uh, first round, a lot of nonsense. Then we do the hot seats, and then we do usually a really fun, uh, the, the contestants bring their own buzzers, and uh, it's just <laughs> chaos. And I try to control that all into a 30-minute show. Uh, we're producing for television now. We do four shows a month for TV, which also gets released as a podcast. So StuffIneverKnew.com. I appreciate you having me here. This is great. And then I'll see you July 12th, 13th, and 14th at TriviaSummit.live. TriviaSummit.live. There'll be three days of live trivia and game show podcasts. $15 gets you access to all three days. So it's only five bucks a night. You get four hours of entertainment every night. You can play from home, win prizes. We do all kinds of fun things uh, each night. And the feedback from the first one was phenomenal. And this one can only get better. Uh, y'all, I'm not lying. It's a lot of fun. Like, if you like this show, you're going to love it. It's a good time. And for five bucks a night, my lord, you can spend that other five dollars you have on a six pack of Natty Light and have a good time. <laughs> and and uh, just uh, also, it's not like it's five bucks that goes to anybody but the host. So that that ticket price doesn't go to some corporation or uh, some conglomerate. That money is divvied up, and you you can attest to me. I paid everybody in Amazon gift cards. You did. Uh, all that money gets uh, divvied up to the host. A hundred percent of it. Less. And there, there's some processing fees for credit cards and stuff, but a hundred percent of those ticket sales go to the hosts that participate in that event, which is unheard of. It's actually very unheard of, and this is a true story. I'll let everybody know. But uh, thanks to that, and thanks to our generous patrons like Nate here, we are actually able to buy some new equipment. So we were able to buy. Uh, Frequent collaborator Steven has got a brand new microphone thanks to the both of you. Awesome. That's awesome. We are trying to up our quality. Steven has been a, a consistent host here on, on Pub Trivia Experience. He's a frequent collaborator on Boozy Bracketology. If you want to give back to us and support what we're doing, you can head on over to patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. Uh, that's your exclusive home for both of our shows, all of our bonus content, bonus trivia, bonus brackets. Our old podcast recast that all those episodes are on there as well. We have new content launching throughout the month. Uh, but if you're enjoying the show and you want to see an updated bracket, head on over to the lounge fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology right there on Facebook. We are throwing out new bracket, not the new bracket every episode once it gets released, but Jeff, Nate, hell of a show tonight, gentlemen for Leah, Chris, Jeff and Nate. I have been, whoa, Wow. See, the beer's kicking in. For Leah, Jeff, and Nate, I have been Chris. We will see you next time with another edition of the Hot Seat Tournament. Until that time, have a good one.